Welcome to Scholastic Reads, our podcast about books, authors, and the joy and power of reading. I'm your host, Suzanne McCabe, Editor-at-Large at Scholastic. Thank you for joining us. Sixth grade, first day of the rest of your lives. Remember, try new things, make new friends. It's okay if you're not the smartest. Dad, this line is super long. Can you let us out here? Sure thing. What do you say, Maureen? Maureen? Um, sure, I guess. Never mind. I'll drop you guys off up front. But Dad... Patience, Francine. Dad, this line isn't even moving. Do you really want us to be late on the first day of school? Save your breath. We're staying in line. Tap, tap. Hmm. I'm going to be cutting it close for that meeting. <laughs> Sorry, Maureen. Y'all better get out after all. Yes. You just heard Varian Johnson and Shannon Wright reading aloud from Twins, their new graphic novel for middle graders. It stars Maureen and Francine Carter, twin sisters who are growing up and growing apart as they enter middle school. The girls also happen to be Black. As Varian says, it's almost like a political act, saying that these girls can exist in the world without the requirement that they teach a naive reader something. Varian has written several critically acclaimed novels, including The Great Green Heist and The Parker Inheritance, which was named a Coretta Scott King Honor Book in 2019. He and Shannon will tell us about the experience of creating their first graphic novel together and why they think Twins is such a big hit with young readers. Hi, Shannon and Barry, and welcome to the program. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having us. Hi, Suzanne. We're delighted to talk about Twins. Could you tell us about the book, Varian, and why you decided to write a graphic novel? That's new territory for you. Sure. The book is about twin sisters, Maureen and Francine. And growing up, they're always a pair. They do everything together. They dress alike. They're members of the same clubs, do all the same activities. But then comes middle school and everything changes. Francine starts pulling away. She dresses differently. She joins different clubs. She goes by a short name, Fran. And Maureen is struggling because she finds it very hard to be in sixth grade and only to be in two classes with her sister, while Fran seems to be really thriving. Like, she loves it. And the girls end up talking kind of at each other instead of to each other. There's lots of miscommunication, some mistrust, and they end up running against each other for sixth grade class president. And I was riveted the entire way. I didn't know which sister was going to win. <laughs> I did not know either until I got to the end of the book. Uh, I kept changing my mind. You know, I love graphic novels. I was, grew up as a comic book reader. And then I discovered realistic graphic novels for young readers uh, as an adult. And, and so the story is certainly inspired by my life. I'm a twin. My brother is five minutes older than me. Uh, but also it was influenced heavily by my daughters. Uh, my daughters love graphic novels. They love comics, but we really struggled to find comics or graphic novels that featured them as the main characters, as the uh, stars of the story. 
so that's kind of how twins morphed originally from being an idea that would be probably a little bit more memoir-like to something that uh, was about these two girls. And then something that really encapsulated this full cast of court characters, with all the different shapes and shades and sizes and such. How did you and Shannon work together to create really such an engaging story? What, what was your process like? Oh, I'll start first, but I, I, I want Shannon to chime in here too. I started the, the script and only after a little way in, we brought Shannon on board. And Shannon always has this great story of how, how she came on board with it. But um, after that, as I worked on the script, Shannon would look at it and offer feedback and some guidance. The goal was always to try to create something very collaborative you know, and to leave room for both my words and her art to work together in a way that was much stronger than each piece individually. Uh, and I think that's really, that comes across really, really well in Twins about how, and you know, collaboration is not always easy, but the goal is to always chisel away at something that's good to try to create something great. And I think that uh, we really try to keep that in mind as we were working on the story. But of course, that's just what I think, you know, Shannon, could uh, have different ideas. Collabing together, we're trying to take all of these good elements and then just create something uh, great. I got brought on to Twins. Varian had already written the story, had written the summary, and Scholastic and him had reached out to me with this summary, this outline, and I read it over and I was like, yeah, this story is me. I was coming off of some burnout with editorial illustrations and some other prompts that were sent my way that didn't really resonate with me and also just felt very draining. So when the script came through, it in some ways like lit a fire in me and I wanted to tackle this story about these two girls this coming of age story about these two black girls just coming to understand each other, coming to understand themselves. And so I did some sample pages and the rest was history. And I mean, we're here now. So <laughs> the images are so crisp and really relatively spare. I think, how do you convey so much emotion in the images, the expressions of the characters? I think it starts with me. I've always been a very like expressive and animated person. I kind of wear my heart on my sleeves. I do not have a poker face at all. So putting that on the page and just like getting the emotions and, and the feelings of these characters, it felt very like at home and natural. I would catch myself if I was drawing a character angry, I, uh, my face would be kind of contorted in an angry manner too. I'm happy uh, the same way I would be smiling during like passages where the characters were happy. And so a lot of it is just like tapping into my day-to-day -day expressions and also just loving cartoons and animation. Like I turn to those in terms of trying to relay character emotions and body language. When did you know that you wanted to become an artist? Uh, forever. Yeah, your whole <laughs> it life. Was, yeah, it, yeah, it was my whole life. I uh, started drawing and I just didn't stop. And I was like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> Have you ever illustrated a graphic novel before? No, no. So this is also my first graphic novel. So it was, it was a big challenge, but I learned a lot. I learned so much. Brava, really, really just beautiful. And Varian, I know that you were a civil engineer and a 
in a previous life. <laughs> yeah. What led you to become a writer? You know, I always loved writing. I um, fell in love with reading when I was a when I was younger, loving books by Beverly Cleary and Judy Bloom. And then I discovered Walter D. Myers and Virginia Hamilton. And that's when things began to change. And I began to think that maybe I could be a writer as well. But, you know, I, I, I love engineering, too. And I, I loved doing both. I did both for a long time. I always tell young readers that you don't always have, just have to choose one path. There's nothing wrong with choosing a path that you're really excited about. But you also have room in your life for more than one passion. And so I tried to do, I loved engineering and I did that for a long time, designing bridges. And I wrote for a long time. And then now I get to write full time and it's still great. But I miss the engineering a little bit sometimes. Why is it so important, as you mentioned, let's say looking up to a Walter Dean Myers and seeing someone you could emulate? Why did that matter so much? Oh, I mean, we've come a long way with diversity and inclusion in the children's book world, but we still have a ways to go. And certainly while we are seeing more and more characters of color on the page, it's just as important to see creators of color behind the book, behind the page, and not only creators of color, uh, but people of color in editing and marketing and, and sales and publicity, all these, these other facets of, of the world that we, we live in. Because sometimes you don't know you can do something until you see someone else doing it. You got to see someone who feels like they were a younger you and if you can imagine and see them doing it, maybe you can imagine you doing it as well. What are you hearing from young fans? I know it's difficult during the pandemic. You can't visit schools, but just among the kids who've read your book, what are they telling you? Oh, you want to start first, Shannon? Yeah. As far as I know, the kids are, they're loving it. Funny you mention that because I actually got an email from a dad the other day. It was just out of the blue too. And he was just like, I just wanted to say... I love your graphic novel, Twins. My daughter loves it. And he said, we had to buy another copy because we got a new puppy and he chewed up the cover. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, and my daughter started to cry. And I I was like, oh no. He was just like, we love this story. It is up there with Raina's books. So thank you so much. We are big fans. We're waiting for anything else you have to come our way. And I was like, yeah, I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, don't go too hard on the puppy. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, the reception has been amazing. Just all like getting tagged on social media, seeing just pictures of kids reading the book, saying like who their favorite character is. I never get bored of it. Like I'm always looking forward to those moments. And what about you, Varian? I was doing a lot of talks about the Parker inheritance, my book before this, um, before the pandemic. And at some point I was able to show kind of the cover and some interior art for twins and kids would just eat it up. They would love it. But the best situations were when a kid would come up and say, Oh, this character looks like me. Oh, or this is really, really cool to see a girl in the audience with braids and recognize um, a character with braids, right? I mean, or, or puffs or whatever the case is. And that was really heartening uh, because so many kids love graphic novels. And this just gives uh, even more of an opportunity for, for more kids to see themselves on the page. Absolutely. As you both say, representation is so important. These are two ordinary girls, twin sisters. They could be growing up in any town in America, yet they happen to be Black. And that seems both incidental and monumental that you're telling a story with 
the joys and the competitiveness between sisters, the things that girls go through, there's Black joy, wonderful Black excellence, Black joy, and just a story there at the heart of that doesn't have to be a trauma. I think I think it's really important. To, I, I do think we want a multitude of stories, right? I think most Black creators want the same thing that uh, our white counterparts have to write all these different types of stories that that create all these different types of feelings or convey all these different types of information. We don't want to be pegged or pigeonholed in one corner. And so for twins, as I was thinking about it, and I know this resonated with Shannon too, writing, uh, writing the girls in this way where there is not a very, there's not a, a big trauma arc was a very intentional choice. And this is almost like a political act, like not having that there and saying that these girls can exist in the world and not exist for the requirement to teach mm-hmm. a, a, a naive reader something is important while also still remembering that they live in a world that often sees them as lesser and that is still going to influence their lives. So it's kind of a a balancing act. And during this time in particular, we're in Black History Month. We're in the midst of a racial justice movement that has gained so much power. What are your hopes and concerns for the, the publishing world, for the children's publishing world, as we look ahead? My hopes are that we get to see more stories, much like twins, but also just not like twins. I want to see more Black and Brown creators in these spaces, creating stories that resonate with them, um, stories that they want to tell about uh, fantasies, adventures, uh, kids doing their mundane, everyday lives and stuff. I see it changing. I see it happening. And so... I'm looking forward to and hoping like publishing gives creators, uh, POC creators, that space, those resources, the support to tell those stories and to continue to tell those stories in various degrees, not limit what stories uh, get picked up and what stories get promoted. Because I truly think one of the solutions to diversity and inclusion is to have more creators of color producing more stories in abundance and not putting like a, a capstone on what gets picked up and, and, and their voices and what gets said, what doesn't get said. So, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, I could go on forever and ever, but that's, that's, that's my general uh, hope right now. I'd love to get your thoughts too, Varian. Uh, I think much of the same. I'm really, I love, twins for what it is for young readers and i love what it could be for other authors as well too like i'm very aware of of all the books that had to come the graphic novels that had to come before twins could be published i think about jerry craft's new kid i think about john lewis's march but i think about Raina's books gene yang's books you know uh this is we live in this great world where where everyone loves graphic novels but that wasn't the case 10 years ago um, and it took kind of some of those folks opening the door so that twins could exist. And I hope that twins is opening the door so other books can exist. Mm-hmm. So other creators have the opportunity to tell their stories. I love that Jean Yang and Raina gave you advice on writing graphic novels. 
I bugged every uh, comic book creator I could find. And like, they were all very, very generous. Gene said that we were in both in South Dakota at a conference. And we sat down, we had this really long dinner and he gave me all this great advice. And then Raina, I mean, a multitude of people, Raina, Jenny Holm, Shannon Hale, so many folks were, were open to, to helping me along on this. And I really love that about our community, that it's not, it doesn't feel competitive. It feels like we are all, you know, what, a rising tide raises all ships? Is that how it goes? Yes. A rising tide lifts all boats. If one book does well, all books do well. And I think that is very true. Yeah. What advice do you give to creators of color who are looking to get their start? I have thoughts on that. I'm going to try to say them very quickly, succinctly. I do think there's something to be said about trying writing what is true to you. And I think this is hard because I think it's easy to try to follow trends and to see what's in and to do that. And, and I don't think that really works. But also, I think there's something about building a career too, you know, starting off at one level and then building up, whether it's in the craft of how to do something or in the ambition of a book. Um, but I will say, lastly, I do think there is a place for creators who have been in the business for a while to kind of open their doors and open their arms and to invite other people in and to provide advice and opportunities. I, I was very adamant when, when uh, I was talking with the folks at Scholastic about twins that I wanted uh, a person of color as the, as the illustrator, as the cartoonist. And I really preferred to have a black woman for it. That was my number one choice. And they were very open to to that and, and acquiescing to it. And so I really appreciate that. Um, but it takes, it sometimes takes folks on the inside really kind of opening their arms too and trying to make ways for folks to enter this, this business as well. That's a great point. Shannon? I agree with Varian. Advice to creators, I, I agree, like work with what you know, but also just keep creating um, when you have that energy and, and start small. I didn't just hop into a graphic novel right away. And I am thankful that I didn't because I think I would have just crashed and burned. <laughs> um, start small. I remember Jessica Abel gave me advice at a conference because a, a, a young boy actually asked. He said, well, how do you make graphic novels? And she said, you start by making short comics. And that's what I did. And that's what I continue to do because it's good practice. It's good practice to get to making a larger story. It's like building building muscle and whatnot, you have to start with those smaller weights first before you can bench press 300 pounds. But I would also agree with Varian, it takes taking a chance on people. It takes opening the door and it takes allowing new faces to have opportunities. Because, you know, as much as I love everyone who's already in the scene, I look forward to new artists and younger generations continuing that torch and passing that torch along. Like I, I love where I am, but I tell my friends and I tell people all the time, I can't wait to just pass down the torch. I can't wait to get out of the way because people are already doing such amazing things. And I can't wait to, to see them create those amazing things and, and provide my knowledge and advice. So their lives are a little easier because I didn't get here on my own. I had communities and people to lean on, like Marian said, to talk to, ask for advice. And they were very gracious. And I, that's, how, that's how we keep moving through life of the publishing world, the art world. We don't get here by ourselves. We have to lean on people. 
And you do that by opening your arms, taking a chance and just, just believing in people that they have the abilities and the capacity to carry on this art form that has gone on for generations and generations. You both are wonderful role models and artists. Thank you. (laughs) And I wondered what's next for the twins. The world needs more adventures of them too. So tell us. There will be more. We're working on it. We got some some great stuff coming. We can't really say much about it yet, but I think this is a really wonderful world to, to play in and to explore. So I tell readers to be patient, but to keep their eyes open. Great. Thank you both so much for talking with me. Suzanne, it was, it was always a pleasure. Thank you for having us. My great thanks again to Varian Johnson and Shannon Wright for joining me. And thank you for listening. To learn more about Twins and to find other great titles for your young reader, check the show notes or go to scholastic.com slash podcast. Special thanks to producer Bridget Benjamin, associate producer Constance Gibbs, sound engineer Daniel Jordan, and music composer Lucas Elliott Eberl. I'm Suzanne McCabe. We look forward to sharing more Scholastic Reads next time.